Our scripture lesson from this morning comes from the Gospel of St. Mark, the ninth chapter. It's a story of the transfiguration when Jesus appears to be clothed in the brightest white and his disciples are terribly frightened. It goes like this. Jesus took Peter and James and John with them to a mountain and they're on their own by themselves. And there in their presence, he was transfigured. His clothes became brilliant white, whiter than any earthly bleach could make them. And Elijah appeared to them with Moses and they were talking to Jesus. Then Peter spoke to Jesus, Rabbi, he said, it is wonderful for us to be here. So why don't we make three tabernacles, one for you and one for Moses and one for Elijah? Peter did not know what to say because he was so frightened. But then a cloud came covering them in a shadow. And from the cloud there came a voice. This is my son, the beloved. Listen to him. And then suddenly when they looked around, they saw no one anymore but Jesus. Dear friends in Christ, grace and peace be unto you from God our Father, from our Lord, and from our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. I've always been intrigued by Peter's response because wouldn't you be frightened if you were with, if you were with a friend and all of a sudden great figures from the past just appeared and everyone was clothed in a brilliant white? Peter and, John and the other disciples who were with him, they were terribly frightened because that's what happened when we come really in contact with the Almighty. Their first response is one of fright. And so Peter did, I think, what I do. He said, this is so great. Why don't we just build tabernacles? Why don't we build little, little houses, little shelters for you, and then one for Moses, and one for Elijah, and then there'll be a place that we can capture this for all time. We'll make it like a cathedral. And Jesus doesn't rebuke Peter. In fact, Jesus doesn't say anything at the time because this cloud comes over them. And from the cloud comes this voice saying, this is my son, the beloved, listen to him. The tabernacles, I'm afraid, are a means that we build to make sure we don't have to be exposed to the Almighty. We don't have to listen. Here's what I mean by that. It's just human nature that we want to enshrine anything that is really important to us. We want to protect it. We want to build brick walls around it, maybe put padlocks on the door, because the future tends to be very frightening. The future tends to never be good news when we think about it. It tends to be fraught with peril. And so we hold on to those things that we find dear and important, and we try to protect them against the onslaughts of the future but it really never works. Now, this is a story on a mountaintop and, and, and the beauty is Jesus and Elijah and Moses. But I think in most of our daily lives, we find some of the same experience. We find that there are things that really bring us comfort and peace and value, and we really want to protect them. But sometimes when we try to protect them, what we really are doing is setting them aside, making them ossified so that they aren't able to respond to the needs of tomorrow. I uh, like to talk sometimes about my experiences in churches where every church has, has a little youth room with a fool's ball table in it because years ago we could have youth groups and they played fool's ball. And those tables tend to be dusty and kind of unused right now because 
the needs of our young people have changed and their interests have changed and they're going on to do things. But we keep hoping we can bring it back. We keep hoping we can recreate the churches of our youth. Now in my case, the church of my youth is more than 60 years in the past. The church of today has moved on to new things and better things, well, maybe not better things. The church has moved on to things that are more relevant to the people of today. And yet by trying to hold on to the past, we kind of take away the resources we need to reach out to the future. Now, I say that in terms of the church. In terms of my family, it's the same sort of way. I kind of would like to have my family be the family that I grew up in, because now I see that family through rose-colored glasses. I'd like to keep everything the way it was for me, even though the world is far, far changed. Uh, I'm recording this, this worship service on a cell phone. Well, when I was growing up, Phones hung on the wall and you had to crank them. Three, three shorts and a long, I think, was our family code. If we try to live in the past, we're not going to be open to the future. And if we aren't open to the future, it's going to happen anyway, but we're not going to be there for it. So what we want to do is we want to listen to the call of God, to whatever he is leading us to, not shut our minds, not try to build walls around what we had, but to be open to what the future brings. Sure in the knowledge, and this is what our, our sound said to us, surely in the knowledge that God will be with us and will comfort us no matter what happens. So that, I believe, is the good news. Thanks be to God. Can we join in a word of prayer? Our Heavenly Father, we do thank you. We thank you for this world you've created with all its frustrations and fears. It is a world of joy and beauty and opportunity. And we thank you for letting us be part of it at this time. We lift our prayers for those who suffer from the hungry and the homeless. We lift our prayers for the victims of wars and natural disasters. We lift our prayers for those who are fighting because of the COVID pandemic and because of every disease that comes along. We thank you, Lord, for all those who help. We thank you for the medical personnel who risk their lives right now to save the lives of the sickest among us. We thank you for the police officers, the firefighters, utility linemen, for the farmers and the teachers, and for all those who dedicate their lives to helping other people. We thank you for them, Lord. We thank you. We thank you for our church, for our community. We pray for our president and for our governor and for all the men and women in the armed forces. We ask you to be with us as we leave this worship and help us to go forth to serve you and to serve our neighbors. We pray the words that Jesus taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you, and make God's face shine upon you, and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up the light of God's covenant upon you and give you each God's peace. Thank you for watching this. Have a wonderful week.